Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Blue Shirt Talk podcast, where I talk about the most stressful team in the NHL, and that being the New York Rangers. Yesterday we recorded an episode with Steve Inaselli of the uh, Dinner and a Podcast, talking about the Rangers and their Game 6 effort to keep, stay alive against the Ottawa Senators and the rest of the NHL playoffs. Uh, funny thing is, everything we said that the Rangers had to do, they didn't. And, uh, and here we are, another year talking about how the Rangers didn't go and do what they should have been doing a while ago, and that's winning, and winning a cup. Um, so here we are. It has been less than 24 hours since the Rangers uh, ended their season. Um, and there's a lot of things that we have to break down here. A, a lot of sad parts to this, because I think, really, this is a team with a lot of potential, and I know I made that clear from the very beginning in my first episode of the podcast. Um, but, you know, it's it's a shame that they really couldn't they really couldn't do anything with that. So let, let's break down the game. Uh, so Rangers taking the ice against uh, the Ottawa Senators at home. Uh, they won the previous uh, four games at home, and going back to the uh, Montreal series, and they dominated play in all of those games, in my opinion. Uh... But then something happened in this one. I don't know if it's lack of confidence after that sad game uh, five loss in which they gave up a two goal lead uh, to lose that um, to lose that game in overtime. Or oh, was it a two goal lead? I don't know. They had given up so many leads I forget. Um, so they they took the ice and right from the beginning you could tell they this didn't look good. Uh, they were slow. They weren't aggressive. They weren't playing they, like they should be. They weren't fast. They weren't getting the pucks to the right places, and they were just being outplayed, outworked, and out everything by Ottawa, who played a fantastic, um, not must-win game, but you know, must-win in terms of them. Uh, you know, they haven't made it to the conference final since two thousand seven. So in terms of looking at their own picture, you know, this was a must-win game, and I think they played like that. Uh, Ottawa got on the board first. I believe it was uh, Mike Hoffman tipped home the first goal uh, after, guess who, Eric Carlson uh, launched a shot from the point, and, you know, Lundqvist didn't get his hands on that one. And then a couple of, uh, a couple of power plays Rangers had, and they did nothing with that, as per usual. We'll get into that later. Um, and then... Uh, Kyle Turris, he scored. Oh no, was it Kyle Turris? Mark Stone, rather. Excuse me. Mark Stone scored, and that was two nothing, and that was the end of the first period. Uh, you know how confident was this team going into the game? I don't know. How confident were they going into the second period? Probably not very, because they came out the second period. It was a little bit better the way they played. They had a little more aggressiveness to them, a little more speed to their game, but eventually they just succumb to what they've been doing, and that's just not been good enough to win games. And uh, But they did get on the board. Mika Zabinijan did get the Rangers on the board with their first goal of the night, uh, launching a shot past Anderson on a partial breakaway. So that was that was a sign of hope, because I think it's to come. The garden was up. They were, at, they were active. They were loud. And that's what they need. The Rangers needed that. But that quickly went away, because Eric Carlson, he scored. And now the Rangers, that would be the game-winner winning goal. And the uh, Ottawa Senators now have the two-goal lead again. Uh, third period comes. Uh, not a lot to look at here. Rangers, I mean, clearly, it didn't look good. 
Uh, Chris Kreider, though, he started the period off like they should, scoring the first goal, working from there. They had about 18 minutes or so to work with to tie the game up or even send it to, you know, send it to Ottawa for Game 7 if they just scored another goal. And I don't think they could have done it. The way they played, it just didn't seem like it was possible. And that's what happened. Uh, John Gabriel Pajot sealed up the Rangers' uh, fate with an empty net goal, ending the series at four games to two, and the game at four games to two. So that's it on the Rangers' season. They went 48, 28, and 6. Good enough. Sorry, guys, my phone was ringing. Didn't expect that. Um, so, as I was saying, yeah, so the Rangers' season uh, ended uh, not on a good note. 48-28-6, good enough for the first spot in the wild card. And that was a spot that, you know, all the analysts were saying, you know, this is the spot. This is where the Rangers should be. If they, you know, get land here, they'll manage to get to the conference final. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. So we're going to go over, and I want to make this a short episode because I know people do not want to hear more about the Rangers losing. So I'm going to make this a really short episode. I don't want to make this too long. So what went wrong? Well, the leads. That's the most important thing. If the Rangers were able to keep the lead, they would have won this series. Uh, game 2, they would have won. Game uh, 5, they would have won. Game 1 was the only game that the Rangers genuinely didn't uh, win. I mean, it was a lucky bounce for Ottawa, but, you know, okay, you could let it slide. Um, this should have been over in five games. This, it's honestly, for me, I, I, I usually get very angry playoff time. When the Rangers lost, I have to say, I wasn't angry. I mean, no, I was angry, but I wasn't, like, enraged. It was, there, there wasn't a ball of fire, like, about to burn, like, burn everywhere. I knew it was gonna come. From the moment the puck dropped, I knew they weren't gonna win this game. Not a chance. Which is sad for the fans that had to go there and watch that train wreck of an effort. But, you know, this team, they couldn't hold that lead. This would have been a five-game series. If you look into the future, look into parallel universe... They won five games. Now they're waiting for Pittsburgh and Washington to, you know, kill each other. Now in Game 7, and that's tonight at the time of recording. Um, so they would have had a rest advantage going in to, games, uh, to Game 1 of the Conference Final. And personally, as I mentioned previously on this podcast, I believe that the Rangers could be any team. If they play their game and they do it consistently, I think they are one of the best teams in the NHL. And I'm saying that, yeah, with a little bit of a bias because I am a Rangers fan. However, you know, if you really look at the paper, like if you look on paper, the only team that genuinely could outplay us in terms of star power is Pittsburgh. Now, speaking of star power, I know a lot of Rangers fans, at least us on Twitter, you know, like uh, trade Stepan, trade Nash, trade Lundqvist, fire AV. Look, folks. I don't know how many of you are listening out there, but I want to say this. The real problems with this team lie in their defensive core. Nick Holden and Mark Stahl need to be off this team. It's a fact. They were the reason why the first goal even happened. Mark Stahl is looking at the penalty box. Nick Holden is covering 
the slot when no one's there. They're just two blind bats that the AV decides to stick in on the same pairing at the same at most crucial times of a game. Nick Holden and Mark Stahl should have never seen as much ice time as they did this entire playoff uh, run, if you even want to call this a run. They were the, one of the main reasons why the Rangers lost. I personally would look for them, and this is not just, I mean, this is personal, but I would hope and I think they will, at least one of them will be moved uh, in the offseason, whether it be, be a buyout or maybe they send them to Vegas, the Golden Knights over there. Uh, but continuing on with what went wrong, the power play. Guys, AV isn't the problem. Elaine Vigneault is a good coach. Elaine Vigneault, though, cannot play on the power play. The power play is what killed They had a four-minute power play and then a two-minute power play before that, I believe. They had six minutes of power play time to get one goal, at least one goal, past Anderson, and they couldn't do that. They barely got any good looks on the power play, to be quite honest. So, you know, I don't see how, you know, Elaine Vigneault, yes, he made some coaching, poor coaching decisions, you know, especially in Game 2 and Game 5, sending out certain particular players, Mark Stoll and Nick Holden, that would eventually go on to cost the Rangers the game. Yes, he did that, but he's not a bad coach, and I stand by that. Scott Arneal, who works the power play, he needs to go. He is clearly doing something wrong because this team just can't score on the power play. This has been a problem since I became a Ranger fan. This power play is just anemic. It's it's useless. It, you're better off playing 5-on-5 five five than you are in a power play. Um, with regards to the players, Lundqvist had a bad game. He had a bad game. And I was hearing on the radio, Don LaGreca was saying... Uh, you know, Lundqvist is good in these playoff games and must wins. Yeah, he was, but not in this one. And this one, I don't know what happened. I think that was that was a cost of the, just the whole morale of the team. It didn't look like there was a pep in their step. And I don't think as a goalie like Lundqvist, you have the ability to, you know, play to your fullest when you see a team in front of you that, that could barely do anything right. So I think that was what happened with Lundqvist. Now, he didn't play well this whole series, letting in four or five goals, a couple of games, you know, you can't have that. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're not going to win a championship if you lend that many goals. So, yes, that part is on him. But that's a sign of age. And that's a bigger sign that this team has to win a cup next year. I mean, we're already talking about this because if they don't win a cup next year, they're not winning one in Lundqvist's career as a Ranger. It's just not going to happen. Lundqvist will be 36 by then. There is not a chance they could win a cup. If they don't do it next year. So they need to be all in for next year. I don't know how they're going to do this. We're going to discuss this in further podcasts. Um, but going back. Derek Stepan. He had a terrible regular season. And a terrible playoff run. Is the answer trading him? Maybe. I'm not for that. But it might be the answer. Uh, I think we saw Rick Nash's last game in a Rangers uniform. Uh, this past, uh, what, yesterday? Game 6? I think that was his last game he'll play as a Ranger. Uh, not only between salary cap issues, but I think he is getting up there, and despite how good he did play in the playoffs, I don't think that it's worth it for the Rangers to keep him, depending on what their long-term plan is. If they're in a win-now mode, like I think they should be, I think he stays. But also, at the same time, if they want to get a guy like Shattenkirk to boost their defense... I don't think that Nash fits in that equation. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, 
you know, it was just a sad game yesterday. It really, it kills me every year to rant to someone, whether it be now on a podcast or writing something or just, you know, talking with friends. You know, this is this is a reality. Every year is a new story to it. Last year, it was just a pathetic team versus a fantastic Penguins team. The year before that, they lost, you know, in a such cruel, harsh fashion against the Lightning in the conference final. The year before that, they lost a heartbreaker in the Stanley Cup final when you really thought they were that they were going to get that. You, I really genuinely thought they were going to win that cup, but that didn't come to fruition. And 2013, they had a poor effort against the Bruins on uh, the second round. That they lost in five games. And then the year before that was Henrique. It's over. And I'm sure if uh, Steve is listening, he'll love that one. Um, and then before that, it's just a bunch of failure. You know, the, those are the dark ages. Um, so this team, they don't have, you know, people say, oh, their window's wide open. They have young players like, you know, VC, Buchnevich. Yes, you're right. Their window's open. But their window isn't open for the right guy. You know, no matter, yes, it'd be great if the Rangers won a championship in 2020, 2021. It'd be great, but Lundqvist won't be there. It, of all the people on this team, he deserves the most. And I don't think you could pull any argument that would uh, say otherwise. So uh, that's really it. Uh, we're going to get into as the offseason goes on. And we're going to be doing uh, some more podcasts about the remainder of the NHL playoffs. Uh, we're going to be previewing the conference finals. Uh, so we have two game sevens tonight at the time we're recording. Um, that should be exciting. Anaheim versus Edmonton and the Penguins versus the Caps. So we're going to see how that goes. So keep, uh, remember, follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirt Talk. Like us on Facebook by looking up Blue Shirt Talk. Uh, don't forget to uh, visit the website nyrzoneblog.weebly.com. No, not .weebly, .wordpress.com, excuse me. Uh, also, be sure to follow our sponsor, Dinner and a Podcast, on Twitter at Dinner Podcast. Um, and also follow me for my personal Ranger thoughts at bsapienza27, S-A-P-I-E-N-Z-A. That's how you spell it. Um, but until then, guys, this has been Blue Shirt Talk. Uh, thanks for listening.